0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only.
1: Exclusions apply. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, reacting to some breaking news. Iowa basketball fans have wanted to get some more premier blue-blood non-conference matchups over the years. Sean, it looks like it's finally it's finally coming into fruition. Uh, John Rothstein reporting that Iowa will be taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, in the Jimmy V Classic at Madison Square Garden, there's no official date or timetable when the announcement will take place. But if it falls on, along with earlier years, I think it's going to be probably early December. But, Sean, this is this is some major, major news and some major chance for, uh, number one, I think, about Chris Murray to really showcase what he can do against premier top talent because he wants to make the jump to the next level next year. And I think this will give Iowa some – Just, again, a big chance to make some national noise on a national level because Duke is, uh, we'll get into this in a second, Sean, but Duke is no joke hanging in next year. That recruiting class is insane. And remember, Coach K is gone. It's John Shire's show now. So there's going to be a lot of differences with this Duke Blue Devil team and with this Iowa team. But, you know, I, I think if you're an Iowa fan, you have to appreciate Iowa really trying to get in some of these premier matchups to make some noise on national stage.
2: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun matchup for sure. And yeah, you mentioned the recruiting class, obviously with Duke. Um, obviously Coach K is not with the program anymore. I mean, he's probably working with the program in some capacity, but there's a new man in charge in John Shire. And, you know, I think a lot of the talk throughout the year was, yeah, Coach K is leaving, but Duke is still Duke at the end of the day. When you talk about the tradition, the, you know, success that it's had under Coach K and You know, honestly, if there was a player during the Coach K era, at least, you know, during our time, Dave, like John Shire is kind of the guy that really seems to encapsulate what Coach K is all about and what he can do at Duke. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned I think it would be a good matchup for Chris Murray as well. And, you know, this whole Iowa team um, being on center stage in Madison Square Garden. But, yeah, Duke is – they lose a couple of guys. I know Trevor Keels obviously was a big one that they lost last year. There's a number of other guys, too, that they – that they lose to the NBA draft. And, but like I said, they bring in that number one class. they bring ran a couple of transfers and I think Bart Torvik has them at number four nationally, even after all the, uh, NBA draft decisions. Um, and they're, they're four. So on Torvik, their three leading project their three projected leading scores are all true freshmen, Kyle Philpowski, Derek Lively, and then Derek Whitehead. Okay. So, you know, this is going to be a really freshman oriented team. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see, you know, how much, you know, growing pains they go through during the year, because this could be one of those Duke teams that, you know, really struggles at the beginning of the year, but then really turns it on as late once they get things going.
1: No, I think that's an excellent point. According to 24-7 Sports, I mean, Sean, they got four five-star recruits, three of the top four players, as you mentioned, Derek Lively, who is number one, Derek Whitehead, number two, Kyle Filipowski, number four. And remember, Kyle Filipowski did take an official visit to the University of Iowa, arguably Iowa's top target on the board at one point. But then you look at, you know, Mark Mitchell – Jane Shue. I mean, they got guys on guys. Like you said, I think the freshman chemistry could be an issue, but I think that's also Iowa's perfect opportunity to get a huge resume boosting victory, or at least playing competitively to say, Hey, you know what? We may have lost Keegan Murray might not have Jordan Bohannon, but, Iowa still got some dudes that can make some noise. And as you and I kind of touched on with this Iowa team, yeah, people expect Chris Murray to take a big step forward after listening to him talk on Thursday. He expects that out of himself. And it really intrigued me, Sean. He really just, the way he came across, he wants that pressure. He wants to be able to take on the opportunity. And that was something that I think really stood out to me, but there's more proven help going in next year. I mean, you feel better about guys like Patrick McCaffrey, what he can bring to the table. I think Philip Obracha is going to have a much better season next year. I'm not projecting him to be, you know, a 13-7 guy, but I think he's going to be a bit more consistent, bring that toughness. And I think the big key for Iowa is, is it, it can Tony Perkins continue to shoot the three ball well like he did last year? Can he be a two-way shooting guard? Do you expect Peyton Sanford to take a step forward? But then the other question, Sean, can they get production out of Riley Mulvey or Joshua Gundwe? Because I think if they can find a way just to get those two guys to contribute, what, 10 minutes a piece, if they can combine to average 10 and eight, I think you take that any day of the week, just given what you kind of expect those guys going into the year. But I think when you look at this matchup, Sean, Duke's got a lot of athletes. Iowa has different athletes, but Duke's athletes are also seven foot one, six foot eleven. I mean, they have a lot of versatile big guys. So Iowa rebounding is going to be extremely challenged early, early in the season, especially in this matchup.
2: Yeah, they got length, they have athleticism, they got guys that can shoot. I know they're still pretty active in the transfer portal, too. I think there was some talk that they reached out to Jay Granison from Illinois Um, and they got the Tyrese Proctor too, as a five-star point guard in the 2023 class to reclassify to 2022. So, you know, Duke is going to be, they're going to be loaded. They're going to be a very talented team, but like I said before, it's going to be that, that interesting mix of youth and experience, you know, and really not too much experience outside of Jeremy Roche. And then you bring in Ryan Young from, uh, from Northwestern, um, Jalen Blake's a sophomore. There's, there's a couple other guys, um, so it's going to be – it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. And, you know, this this kind of goes back to, you know, that whole debate that people had with the I and the Drake and all that. I mean, I don't want to get too into that, but a lot yeah. of people saying that, you know, Iowa, like, should put these guys on the schedule. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I don't think a lot of people expected Iowa to be scheduling Duke. But, you know, you look at this non-conference schedule right now. You have this Duke game. You have the Emerald Coast Classic, which features Cal, Clemson, and TCU. Um, TCU is supposed to be a top 15 team in the country. Yep. Um, I think Clemson is going to be probably near more of that bottom, yeah, like probably mid-type 50s, 40s around there. And you talk about TCU as well. Like, or I mean, you mentioned TCU already. You mentioned Cal. Like, Cal is probably going to be, let's see, let's look at this. I think, oh, they're a lower-ranked team, but still, I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, high major opponent, and I'm not saying that you know you and I is not you know capable of doing anything in the valley next year. Obviously, losing a couple of key guys um, hurts them. I mean, Drake as well. Drake is going to be pretty good um, with Tucker, DeRozan, and that group. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like these are the types of games that you want to schedule. And I know Iowa gets a hard time because, like I mentioned before, with those not scheduling the in-state teams or no longer doing those types of games, but you know, you got to have, you know, games that you play against low major, mid-major opponents to, you know, not only like just get chemistry and get things like sorted out, but, you know, it just makes sense to have those types of games. Because what if, you know, if you schedule, it's not high school basketball, like, you know, no. you schedule, for example, like Jaden Shoots team last year, Duke guard, they were a 1A team. They played a gauntlet of a regular season schedule. And that set them up perfectly well for, you know, this, the high school state playoffs. You know, Iowa doesn't have the luxury of that. They're in the Big Ten. You know, you got to win games in the Big Ten conference. And, you know, playing in the Big Ten conference from a year, from a, you know, from December, you know, I know you play two games in December to early March. Like that's a grind, especially with the 20 game schedule. So, you know, I, I think it's important to get, you know, one of these two or three, you know, potentially big. Um, resonate boosting games and non-conference play. And then you add in the gavit games as well, depending on who they get. Um, and that's a really good non-conference schedule, despite some yes. having some of these lower, lower tier opponents.
1: People don't realize, and you know, I've harped on this before, the importance of scheduling cupcake, quote unquote, cupcake games, especially for younger teams, especially for teams, just trying to get, you know, the chemistry together and everything like that. Look, again, I get it. But I've always said this about the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the toughest conference in America. I don't care. They haven't produced national champion in, what, 20-plus years? I don't care about that. You look at just the game-by-game game grind, the physicality, the way the game's called. Like, there's a reason why in this – I know it sounds like an excuse. There's a reason why they don't show out in the NCAA tournament. Look, they're so wiped. I mean, I'm not saying that other conferences aren't good or anything like that, but, I mean, the Big Ten frequently seems like they are the most beat-up conference going into March every single year. Um, but no, I think this is an excellent opportunity for Fran McCaffrey and company. I think that this is the type of matchup that this is what you pitch to recruits too, right? Sean, let's say even from a recruiting standpoint, yeah, we'll go play. We played Gonzaga a couple years ago, right? They played they played Syracuse, they played Virginia last year, they're playing Duke and Madison Square Garden, and obviously they play in the Big Ten. If Iowa goes in there and somehow and beats Duke somehow. You absolutely throw that in your recruiting pitch to other guys that you want and say, hey, look, we can go on national TV, we can go compete with the best of them, we can go beat them. And I think that's a very attractive selling point. And when you're a high school recruit, I mean, Sean, I mean, you, you couldn't tell me high school recruits that wouldn't dream of going to Madison Square Garden and playing up against the Duke Blue Devils. I mean, that's just these are the premier matchups you want. I think for Iowa fans, this should I think provide Fran McCaffrey a little bit a, of a little bit of a looser string this is something that's just so good for the university. I think it's good for the basketball program. And again, it's gonna be a huge opportunity for Chris Murray and company to uh, make an impact. Okay, picture this, it's Friday
0: afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Yeah, and I know that, that UConn team, I think it was the 2018 team that Iowa played in the Garden. I can't exactly remember how that UConn team finished that year. I think they were, oh yeah, they weren't very good. But, but, like that's a big game in the Garden. Like that's a lot, that's a lot to talk about. Like that's, those are the types of games that you want to come to a Big Ten program and play. You want to play those on those big stations. I know you talk about the NCAA tournament. You can only pitch that so much, but, you know, it comes down to playing those non-conference games too. And, yeah, I mean, I was trying to build that more of a national brand with not only, you know, being a successful program, but being able to get guys in the East Coast and having a guy like Courtney Eldridge as an assistant coach with those East Coast ties, he even mentioned it. You know, he got DeSante Bowen. We had Josh Agungale. I know that was more before Courtney's time. He was one of the recruiting guys. But, you know, landing a guy like DeSante Bone, you know, landing a guy like Joseph Estrella, who, you know, J.P. Estrella, who I was getting on games for an official visit, four-star guy, top 70 recruit, um, who's from originally from Maine, but is going to Brewster Academy for his senior year. You know, those are the types of guys that you can attract with games like these. And I'm not saying it's the end-all be-all, but it's definitely something that you can use as a tool and being like, hey, like, you know, we play on these national level, these national level stages. Like, obviously, we don't know what the results can be. I I, I think we'll want to dive into the matchup more as we get closer to it. Yeah. But it's still like just seeing the effort and putting into those games. It's like, <clears throat> you know, I just saw a tweet. It's like the brand that Fran McCaffrey has built for Iowa, you know, even in the last like three or four or five years, you know, even though they haven't a lot had haven't had a lot of NTS, NCAA tournament success, and I know that's what you want to, you know, base it all on. But, you know, the brand has just seemed more from, like, an insider and outsider's perspective. Like, it just seems like more of a brand. And, you know, that's honestly all you can
1: ask. I think that's an excellent point, Sean. I mean, the thing is, you can criticize Fran, you can criticize Iowa for not making a Sweet 16, because that's what fans want. That's been what they've wanting. But you talk about – producing stars at the highest level you got luca garza who i i consider two-time national player of the year by some outlets he was keegan murray top two three national player of the year caliber player i mean that's what's getting iowa headlines right now keegan murray's gonna go top five top six in the nba draft you throw in guys that france benny will throw in the league over the last few years like There still is a ways to go in terms of the NCAA tournament. And that's ultimately what I think needs to be that next step. But you talk about everything else right now, as far as Fran goes, what more can you, can you criticize? I mean, they've won 68 games the past three years. They've ended the season ranked for three straight years, which is the first time, I think since like the eighties that that has happened. Uh, And they're producing stars. They're producing players that get to the next level. And they just won a big 10 tournament title last year. I mean, Fran McCaffrey's done a really, really nice job. And I know there's been some criticism about his ability in the transfer portal. I think some of those are valid. I think some of which is a little bit too much. I think some people criticize his recruiting, but I think – I don't know how much more you really criticize about Fran's recruiting. I know there's a 2014-2015 class that was considered a miss. I don't disagree. But, Sean, those same people were also criticizing Tegan Keegan and Chris Murray. And one was about to go top six. Next year, one's about to go in the first round. So –
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, looking forward to the Gav game, Assuming that Iowa's in it this year, which I believe they are, you know, having Creighton as a potential matchup would be fun. Um, you know, that that's kind of what I want. Like yeah, if I'm, if games. I'm Iowa, like that's what I'm really looking to potentially get. I think maybe like a higher team that's projected to finish higher, maybe like in Illinois or something might get them. Yeah. But, you know, a lot, of, I know a lot of people would, would, a lot of money to see that type of style go up and down the court with both
1: teams no doubt i think indiana might be up there too for that if is indiana in the in the games this year um i can't remember that's I'll a t- good question i'll have to take a look at the list but i think the indiana just based on where they're projected and trace jackson davis coming back i think that'd be interesting but no, Sean, I think Iowa's done a nice job with this schedule. Like you said, we'll dive more in the matchup. I think Iowa, again, rebounding and hustles, could play a huge factor in that game. But Iowa's traditionally played pretty decent. Madison Square Garden, again, I think they won it three or four years ago in in a, another tournament. Like you said, I think Connor McCaffrey had a one of his big breakout games. I think he had 18 or 20 points, something like that. Played re- really, really well. So – We'll we'll dive plenty more into this, but again, some breaking news out of the Iowa basketball world. I think it's a really good thing. I think it provides a really kind of a a little bit more of a a, a juice for basketball in the summer, Sean. This time of year where it gets really slow a little bit, summer workouts haven't started yet, but when you combine Chris Murray coming back with Iowa playing Duke next season, I think there's plenty to be excited about in football and basketball next year, I think without a doubt.
2: Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, this is kind of a slow time right now, the next week or so. I mean, obviously official that's coming up, but you know, it's it's definitely good to see that. You know, especially with the Chris Murray news, and um, obviously with this news too, it's that it adds a little more excitement to you know what's what's to come.
1: For sure. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at David Eichel as Two Four Seven at Hawkeyes on Two Four Seven. Consider getting a subscription to Hawkeye Insider for a dollar first month, thirty percent off an annual subscription for the latest, greatest, and most in-depth Iowa football, basketball, recruiting, and everything else news. Until then, talk to you soon.